Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. Hello, hello, and you are listening to You Beauty, the podcast for your face and sometimes your hair or your nails, and in the case of today's episode, also your feet. My name is Shazzy Hunt, and today I will be asking an expert all about reflexology. Now, you might have heard of this traditional massage therapy before, so if you've wondered what it's all about or what it potentially does, and of course, what beauty benefits might be on offer, well, today we're going to find out. Joining me on the show is Lucy Stride from Lucy Flex Reflexology in Sydney, who is going to walk us through it. Lucy, thanks for joining us on New Beauty. Hello, Chazzy. Nice to be here. Thank you. Let's get to the basics. What is reflexology? Okay, so reflexology is the art, if you like, or the science, if you like, of massaging reflex points on your feet, your hands, your ears, or even on your face. Basically, you have very precise pressure on different points on those areas and they have an indirect effect onto a corresponding area in the body. So for example, your spine is found on your feet on the arch of your foot. So if you wanted to massage your neck, for example, I would go on the inside of your big toe and fuse my thumb and press down. And basically that has a neural effect on your on your neck. People always assume it's just the feet, but it's actually other areas of the body as well that you can tap into with this pressure. You can do it on your feet, your hands, your ears, or on your face. For example, on your ears, the earlobe is connected to, say, your jaw, your teeth. Very handy if you're teething or got braces or something. You can kind of massage your earlobes and you'll be hitting the teeth and the, um, the jaw. What are the origins of reflexology? It originated in ancient China. It's come through to America. We've got experts that have come through from um, America and they've basically imported the idea to the West. Why the feet? What is it about the feet that holds this connection to the state and well-being of other parts of our body? I think it's neural pathways, really. It's a very, very nerve-rich area and It's also the idea that the whole body is represented in a part of the body. So you can kind of subdivide the body into smaller parts. So for example, like the feet, the hands, the ears, the face. And that is the magic of it, is that you, for example, if you've got a a sore shoulder, you've got an injury, I don't need to actually touch your actual shoulder. I can go indirectly. So by putting pressure on the joint of your little finger, I can affect your shoulder or your little toe, I can affect your shoulder indirectly, which is, makes it kind of like a safe touch. Mm, especially if you have an injury, like you were saying. You don't want to be touched anymore. Like you know, <laughs> you're in pain, you want something to alleviate your pain, exactly. Yeah. So by going indirectly, that's the beauty of it. Or also like, you know, people have issues maybe with getting undressed that they don't necessarily want a massage. But just by taking your shoes and socks off, like that's okay for most people. Aside from that indirect pain relief method are there any other benefits you know whether it's the type of issues it can address what else is on offer through reflexology 
it helps alleviate pain, distress, stress. Oh, stress is a big one, like sleep, sleep issues. If you have babies, so teething, colicky, <laughs> grumpy babies, holding their feet and massaging their toes, you'll be indirectly working on their teeth. It's a big source of like reassurance, really. I had the case of a a chap who'd been running in the, in the morning. He tripped over a, a tree root and he couldn't see where he was going. He landed very heavily on his back and had a big bruise on his lumbar area. It took three days for the bruise to come out and it also resulted in that numbness in the leg. I spent literally about five minutes using very deep, very slow pressure on his lumbar area on the inside of his foot, so the arch of his foot. And he said, I kid you not, I am not numb. I'm not numb wow. anymore. It's gone. Mm. It can work very quickly. It depends, obviously, on the condition that you're treating. Sometimes it might take a bit longer. At the moment, I seem to be seeing a lot of people with high stress, presumably due to the pandemic and lots of other uncertainty and things going on in the world. And this just really has an effect on calming people down. Mm. You know, if you've calmed your nervous system, you're able to cope a lot better with whatever else is going on in your body or out in the world. It's just calming situation. Yeah. yeah, we all could use a little bit of that, I think. <laughs> How exactly does it work? What is going on when you're hitting those particular massage points? What is it doing within the body to cause a reaction? It's the nerves. Really the primary thing I think is the nerves. So you're sending signals. I mean, basically the feet are such a rich area full of nerves. And that's the I suppose the tragedy of wearing shoes is that we are disconnected from that feeling, right? So it's information, touches information. And so by pressing into the feet, you're sending these signals to the rest of the body through the neural pathways. Who is suitable for reflexology? Is it for everyone and anyone or are there some people who are not suited? It's for everyone. So the only difference would be, so for example, if you work on babies, it'd be very, very light pressure and your, your session might be just five minutes, two minutes, you know. So for example, if I've got colic, excellent for colic, teething issues, can't sleep, a bit grumpy, you would hold their feet, you would be very gentle with them. Maybe the elderly, their skin is maybe a little bit thinner, so you, you don't want to be like pushing as hard or you don't want to be dragging, you know, this is why you need a good cream or something like that. So there's no drag. People who might be unsuitable, potentially people who are afraid some people just don't like having their feet touched. And some people sort of have this issue like, oh, my feet are so ugly. No, they tell a story. They tell a story. Your feet are really interesting to me. I can like, you know, read them a bit like a book. It's like, oh, like this might be going on or that might be going on. And so everybody, I think they're overly self-conscious about their feet. So people who might not be suitable to reflexology, obviously people maybe with injuries on the actual foot, the hand, you might want to circle around. It depends on the severity of the injury. Any contraindications, if you've had things like deep vein thrombosis, you might want to be careful. An unstable pregnancy, you can obviously use it in pregnancy, but if you've had an unstable pregnancy, you know, maybe just be cautious. But otherwise, everybody, absolutely everybody can benefit. For reflexology first-timers, walk us through what happens during a session. You walk in and what happens? Right, so you walk in. I'll take a case of your history, health history. I really like to take my time. I don't like to rush people. I don't like to be rushed myself. And so I like to, you know, how are you? Like, what's going on? Tell me. <laughs> and then to set people down, they might have a foot bath. And then I get them to choose a balm that they feel they like, you know, like a cream. They like the scent of it. And then they hop on the table. I would imagine the first 
few minutes, 10 minutes or so, just really relaxing the foot. I might be turning the toes, getting some movement in there, things like that. And then eventually be honing into different areas. I work all areas of the feet, but the spine is a very big one, also the diaphragm. Basically, you can see them as like the two axes, you know, horizontal, vertical. So on the inside ridge of the foot, and then the diaphragm is basically from underneath your pinky to the other big toe. How long does the session take all up generally? It's about an hour. I mean, you can do shorter. Of course, you can do longer as well if you want to add different things in there. But we are hands-on with that person for an hour. That's very significant. Mm. You know, you're getting a lot of touch. And in this touch-starved, you know, in these touch-starved times, that's important, I think. Yeah. And then at the end of it, what would happen to finish it off? At the end, I like to do something called a Brazilian toe hold. So it's a sequence of holding the different toes and it's actually linked to the meridians. And then it's so funny, sometimes you might get like a a quiver or someone might take a deep breath or a sigh or they might sort of squirm or something. And it's just, it's giving me information about what's going on in the body. And it's just interesting how much more relaxed they feel even after that. And it's just a very short sequence. And then I just let people come back to their senses. We are a beauty podcast here at You Beauty, so myself and everyone listening has to know about any potential physical benefits that reflexology might offer up. So is there anything as far as your skin, your hair, your nails, or anything else that's visible? You can get rid of toxins faster. So I always say to people, you know, don't be surprised if the next time you go to the bathroom after the session, you'll be weighing a lot more. It's maybe darker, smelly, or whatever. And so, yeah, you're detoxing it. Everything works a little bit better, I'd say. In terms of the results, do you expect to see any absolutely immediately, like, you know, that moment after they've had their big sigh, or is it more in the days or weeks afterwards that they might see some results? So it really depends what we're working on. For things that are acute, like this, in the case of the chap who fell over and had the accident with his um, lower back, that was, I was surprised myself. It happened so quickly with one session, just by working very, very deeply and slowly with that precise precision pressure, sorry. Other times, for example, stress and people need time to get into themselves. So for example, this is why I like to offer sometimes one and a half hour session. You know, the first half hour, they're all, they're still getting to grips with this, what's going on? Someone's touching my feet. <laughs> and then finally they relax. And when you relax, things can come forward. So if things that need to be healed, things that need to be addressed. Because if you're in that stress moment, all you think of is that thing right in front of you. And as the body relaxes, you can start to dress and repair. Is reflexology a tune-up treatment, like something that you should have at regular intervals for maintenance, or is it more a, you know, I've got this issue, whether it's a mental or a physical issue, and that you go until that issue is resolved? I see someone like the first time, and then the next day I'll always text them or get in contact and say, how did it go? How did it feel like? Because I don't like to say, come six times. I don't know how you're going to react. So everyone is so different. Depends on how long you've had the issue for. Mm. depends how responsive you are like you know some people can be quite closed I suppose and it takes Mm. a little bit of coaxing to open up the body and I don't know if that comes to the trust thing you know trusting that this is a going to work but you know also it's quite not intimate but I mean you are hands-on with someone for an hour it's a quiet room you know you've got some music but it's a quiet room you have to get into that dynamic that might take time I have, for example, clients that come once a month now and they know that it's a maintenance thing. They say, oh, I haven't had a cold this year or 
the cold I had was only two days. Or, yeah. And so they know. And I had a, a case where a chap had very, very high heart rate and he came and he was flustered and, and everything. And I saw him for about think, an hour. And after the second session, we both knew, look, I don't think you need another one. Like, you're, you're done. You're good. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was thinking it. And as I said it to him. He said, that's exactly how I feel. I feel like yeah. oh, I need to come back now. And so wow. that's good. We came to it together, which is good. You mentioned the trust of, you know, people wondering, is it actually going to do anything? And there is a scepticism out there about therapies like reflexology when they're not that traditional Western medicine practice. How do you respond to that? Scepticism, I think, comes because there's a lack of research and funding into research. Mm -hmm. There are some studies, just nearly not enough. For example, in China or Hong Kong, Taiwan, Singapore, it's very, very common to see people having reflexology at lunchtime, for example, to go back to the office with renewed (laughs) energy. That's completely normal. Mm. So it's part of their cultural fabric. It's not quite as widely acceptable Mm. here. And we're working on it. So I'm part of the Reflexology Association of Australia. I think there's about 500 and something members in the whole country. So we're not many. We definitely need more reflexologists. And there are schools you can go to, obviously. But we need to address this issue with people thinking it's all rude. No, no, come and experience it for yourself first and yeah. then make your judgment. But also, the more we are visible, the more we, people are taking interest and we want nothing more than to work alongside doctors, for example. For example, it's in cancer wards. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Chris O'Brien Centre in Sydney, they have reflexologists mm-hmm. who are also doing research. So this is supremely important for us to show people like it's, this is real stuff it's not it's not woo-woo. it's not woo-woo. it's real yeah. it has an effect yeah for all of us right now whether you've tried reflexology before or you're kind of curious about it is there anything simple that we could do ourselves you know on our own feet just to have a little taste of what it's like in practice yes on your feet so the inside arch get your thumb and then press on the inside arch of your foot and I'm very tempted to lift my foot up yeah, right yeah do it, do it. yeah <laughs> that's your spine so from you if you just as you would start at the top of your head you would start at the top of your thumb and then you work along the inside bony ridge and that would get you down your cervicals lumbar area right down to your coccyx that's one thing you can do on your hands which is maybe a bit easier if you're doing it on yourself in the center of your hand you've got the palm right so right in the center you've got just naturally where your thumb would sort of Four. So that is your solar plexus, and that's a big bundle of nerves. By pushing in deeply and slowly, you're going to have an effect on your nervous system. And this is really a good one, like before an interview. Yeah, I was just like thinking right now, that, right? like right now, or just before you have to do, or you're in something stressful and you're thinking, oh, I'm starting to freak out, and just yeah. you could do this very subtly. And what's interesting, you'll see maybe there's one side that you can go deeper than the next, mm-hmm. the other side, just have a look. See what it feels like. The other thing, maybe just if you wanted to do your ears, for example, just by holding your ears, by massaging your ears all the way around, you're actually hitting all the different points of your body. Like imagine if you're wearing braces or you teething or just totally stressed out. Pull your earlobes, stretch your ears out. There's a lot of talk at the moment about the vagus nerve. Yeah. There's three different entry points, but you can access one point behind the ear on the bony ridge behind the ear. Often you'll feel like you're massaging behind your ear and you'll actually take a deep breath because the vagus nerve has an effect on on your diaphragm as well. 
I was thinking about how, you know, people like myself and our listeners, we do a lot to our feet from a beautification process, whether it's, you know, cutting or nails or creams or whatever. Is there anything that is going to be also helpful from a reflexology perspective, but it's also going to look great as far as beautifying our feet? A big one for me is if you can pumice your stove, your, your feet before you come and see me <laughs> because it actually makes my job a lot easier. If yeah. you think of it, hard skin, like calluses, to me it's an area that needs protection. It's yeah. building up a protection. Getting some cream and so creaming up your feet is wonderful. Mm. And by that you're you know, stimulating all the points yourself, increasing circulation. Is there anything, whether it's a beautification process or just kind of a general lifestyle thing that you wish people would not do because it's hugely detrimental from a reflexology standpoint? Oh, my goodness. So shoes, if we want to go down the whole shoe road, and I do, I'm absolutely passionate about the shoes that people wear or don't wear. There's a big, big movement at the moment. We're increasing the knowledge around barefoot style shoes. So you might have heard that the ideal shoe really is something as close as possible to your foot, right? So when you think of it, the shoes that we wear day to day, any kind of like little heel, even like a two centimeter heel, that offsets your center balance. And then from that, you might get more headaches or your hips might be out or that kind of thing. And there's a compensatory mechanism that goes all the way up to your neck sometimes, depending on, on the heel. But not just that, the shoes we tend to wear are quite rigid they haven't got much torque they're not very flexible so the ideal shoe from a reflexologist's point of view is a flat one one with a wide toe box so yeah a little bit wide not necessarily sexy but you will feel a lot better you won't have the headaches necessarily Mm. that you might if you're on a high heel and we know unfortunately that women tend to have bunions like you know I, i kind of blame the corporate shoe for that because we don't have to we don't it doesn't have to be that way so definitely switching up your shoes, something flexible, uh, flat is a huge help. You'll feel more connected, more grounded, and your the compensatory mechanism on your body is, is much, much reduced. In other words, things are flowing easier. And what about getting around barefoot? Is there anything in that? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Do it as much as you can. Definitely <laughs> <laughs> on, on natural surfaces, so the beach, the soil, the grass, things like that. But there's a really interesting connection with grounding and earthing, they call it as well. We have so many sweat glands in our feet. Why? Why do we have sweat glands? One one reason is to conductivity to the earth's natural buzz, if you like. And one thing that's so sad about shoes now, they're very thick, they can be quite thick, and we don't get that connection to earth. Your feet read information by its temperature or the the texture of what they're walking on what we're walking on and if it's always the same like flat surface or mushy surface like we are losing out on the richness that is available to us when we walk on natural surfaces every episode of you beauty ends with our expert confirming or denying a myth so here's yours reflexology is the same as a foot massage true or false it's often confused it's not the same there are elements that cross over a little bit so for example, like you mentioned in the beginning of a treatment, it might be really soft and gentle. It might mobilize the you know, toes and, and it's very gentle. So in that sense, it might be more like massage. But no, reflexology is precise pressure on precise reflex. So the feet, the hands, the ears. You can have a foot massage. There's nothing wrong with having a foot massage. Mm. But if you go there expecting reflexology and it's not reflexology, you're going to be disappointed. Yeah. Because it, 
Yeah, the pressure's very different, the intention's very different, the movement's different, the techniques. No, it's not the same. Excellent point. Lucy, thank you for joining us on New Beauty to walk us through all things reflexology. You're very welcome. This is fun. Thank you for listening today. And if you're in need of something else to listen to, why not try The Spill, Mamma Mia's daily pop culture podcast. Take a little listen. It was written completely differently. So it was written to be almost like a a really soft, like moan, like very sensual. But when they came in to film it, Cynthia Nixon, the actress, who had a kind of a similar storyline. And one of the reasons she agreed to come back to the show is that her character explore a different storyline than she'd had originally and obviously later in life she fell in love with a woman and and they started a life together and so when you hear that really at the end of that sex scene that really guttural moan almost like an animal sound the director said that that just came from Cynthia because she was thinking of that moment where she had that release for the first time I know right I'm like did this just get hotter I think it did I think it did just by reading or listening to any Mamma Mia content, you're helping to fund girls in schools in some of the most disadvantaged countries in the world through our partnership with Room to Read. We're currently funding 300 girls in school every day and our aim is to get to 1,000. Our show producer is Michaela Floriano. I'm Shazzy Hunt. And for more You Beauty goodness, tune in tomorrow for our Beauty News episode. Speak to you next time. <laughs>